All right, welcome back to another episode of Barriers and Boundaries, your personal resilience building podcast. I'm Chaplain Eric Bryan, back with you again. I hope you enjoyed last month's episode, Empty Your Pockets, where we highlighted the connection between resilience and self-awareness. I also hope you were able to take some time in reflection and realize how self-awareness, if there is none, becomes a barrier to growth and development compared to having a healthy self-awareness as a protective boundary to roam around in. Obviously, I want to help you grow your boundaries to have more room to operate, to, to think clearer, to think uh, you know, with more discernment, critical thinking. You know, so just a little bit about resilience uh, while I'm at it. Uh, before I get into today's topic about change and resilience and embracing and handling and managing, uh, I, I really want to kind of kind of back up and just talk about resilience just for a brief second. Why it's important. No matter what topic that we are talking about, relationships, careers, finances, like you name it, there's certain aspects where being resilient pays off. It allows you to make better decisions. It allows you to learn from adversity. It allows you to plan for the future better. Um, obviously, it will allow you to be present, you know, right? not get you know, remorse or regret from the past uh, and not fear or worry about the future. Because when we are confident and when we have high self-esteem, you know, we are going to handle adversity in a much more resilient manner. So this month, I wanted to talk about that connection between embracing, managing, handling changes that are happening and our ability to be resilient, persevere, endure, learn from them, grow from them, maintain healthy, uh, you know, uh, maturity, you know, as we kind of go through all these changes. We all go through changes, you know, this, there's no question about it. Some big, some small. What's interesting to me is how we recognize some changes that we allow to rock our world while some go unnoticed and don't bother us at all. You know, we are impacted by changes every day. You turn on the TV, you turn on the radio, uh, you get impacted, you know, it, you know, your mind is filtering information constantly from every conversation, uh, from every bit of information that we hear. You know, we react to it by downplaying it, uh, or, you know, sometimes we're affected by it. Sometimes we're deeply moved by it. Some changes are very personal. Uh, losing a loved one, having, you know, having to deal with grief is perhaps the most impacting one that I can think of along the same lines of a terminal cancer or disease that, that's a lifelong disease. Uh, obviously very, very personal, very tough uh, to embrace and handle and, and manage it when those changes happen to us or close to someone to us. So. Obviously, very big changes that are complex to navigate. Uh, we have other changes, still major in some regard, you know, such as a career move, moving to a new location, getting married, getting divorced, all still in that major change category. Uh, then you keep working your way down to the small things, the small changes that happen, you know, like a new red light that's been installed on your route to and from work every day. Uh, for some, that may not be a big deal, but for the most part, it's a change, uh, whether it has an, you know, an impact to your life and if it's an inconvenience, you know, that's, that's really kind of up to you. 
I know some that that would matter more, you know, than it would to me. You know, to deal with more of the major changes in life, we do need that solid foundation of personal resilience. We need to be prepared beforehand on how to handle a new lifestyle based on necessary changes that were made, and then we work through adjustments as they come up. What are we doing when we are processing and letting go of the way things used to be? We're grieving, right? Managing, embracing, enduring, learning from change, being resilient through change. I mean, this is a grieving process. You may be angry. You may be in denial. You may not believe. I mean, all the facets and components uh, are essentially there, the same as we would in, in grieving. Resilience, you know, again, is, as I've said all throughout this podcast, is facing adversity with an ability to learn from the adversity and being able to grieve changes that have occurred, which results not in moving on, but how to live with. This is extremely important to being a resilient person. We may perhaps never get over what happened. The change that's hit us, we may never move on. So we have to learn how to live with it, this new context to our lives. Whatever truth is new to you when that change comes, we have to acknowledge the impact it has on our behavior, our judgment, our decision-making, recognizing how we engage with our reactions, or even if we're having a reaction at all that we weren't expecting. Like we have to acknowledge those things. You know, this is the proper boundary and framework that I've been talking about that we want to work from. You know, building up our resilience is building up the boundary to discuss, discern, you know, critically think about the changes when they come. If you can't acknowledge you're sad, you're angry, disappointed, ashamed, hurt, suffering, guilty, you know, of these changes that happen, if that's reality for you, then I'm just going to say I think that will forever be a barrier to grieving that and getting to the place of acceptance with this new change. You know, again, acceptance doesn't always mean letting go. Sometimes acceptance, sometimes being resilient, means we learn a new way to hold it. If you lost your spouse and you had one of those once in eternity types of love, you may not want acceptance or to ever consider moving on, right? So you learn how to hold that person, their memories, in a new way, right? As compared to like, let's say you had a great job that you liked, but it was in a so-so place, you weren't all that thrilled about. Like you may get to a place of acceptance if you lost that job, right? If you moved on to something else, you, you might have been impacted by that first job, but, you know, there's, there's different levels of dealing with change and they all kind of impact us in different ways but how does change affect us well primarily it disrupts the confidence and belief that we have uh, one that we have control like it's natural to want control over all of our decisions so practically all of them are out of our control you know what would we do with peace of mind about everything like let's say you had total control uh, you had all the information you know, what would we do with that? 
And I'm not trying to get too philosophical here, but like, could you imagine if you've never doubted, questioned, second-guessed, or analyzed the decision over and over and over? Why did I make that decision? Like, I think we would just miss out on this idea that we were created to create. Like, we were created to design. We were created to, to grow. You know, and dealing with change is one of the key ways that we can do that, right? These are the things that keep us healthy, that help us mature. You know, if we're not reflecting uh, intention and purpose and legitimacy, you know, to come out better in the end, you know, what's the point? Right? So here's, here's my approach and understanding of how a resilient person handles change. The first approach to build resilience through change is to focus on the inputs, right? You can acknowledge what you'd like that output to be, you know, the, but the real work is in the inputs. Like if you, let's, whatever dollar figure that you can come up with, 100,000, 250K, a million dollars, you know, if that's your output, if that's your goal, you have the choice of focusing on just that goal over and over and over and nothing ever happens, or, all right, let's focus on the inputs, right? Discretionary spending, entertainment, investments, higher paying jobs, all the inputs that would help you reach that goal. The deeper question regarding all of this is why do you want it? Do you need it? Are you forced to? Do you see the benefits of it? You know, when it comes down to it, what are the inputs? Inputs are decisions. So to be resilient against changes, it's really about being a good decision maker. Why is this important to acknowledge? Because some of us need help making decisions. More specifically, we need feedback, information to make a better decision. We need trust in those resources to make a better decision, right? Discernment, critical thinking skills, all of those are key elements to decision-making, right? There's a certain level of engagement that we also need to discern when making decisions. Sometimes decisions are pretty straightforward, yes or no, now or later, you know, specific types. But the majority of decisions that are impacting us in a negative way, whew, I just, there's so many variables that we really need critical thinking skills to analyze them. We need contextual thinkers in our lives we need content to build context, right? It's at a minimum, we just need someone that we trust or the resources we trust that will help us think critically. The second approach to building resilience through change is to understand risk. Does the change increase or decrease risk? Can you think of risk as negative versus positive, uh, rewarding versus threatening, losses versus gains, like there's so many ways that we can analyze and think about risk. You know, if we're talking about a change that's happened, we'd be able to, as a lot of people do, weigh the pros and cons, the benefits and the cost, and so on. What I would like you to do and start to think about when you think about risk is think about how it's calculated. Probability and severity. You know, there may be a high chance a risk occurs but it may not be very impactful, right? So it may be high probability, low severity, right? Thinking back to our example of saving money. 
there may be a chance you miss out going to see the latest movie. Right? That's a risk. Oh, I can't. I won't have a social life. Right? That's that's a high probability. If you're trying to save a million bucks, you're not going to be doing all this discretionary spending. You know, or eating at your favorite restaurant as often as you like to. Right? There's not a lot of damage there, so there's low severity. Right? So you can see there's a difference between probability and severity and each shape how we view risk involved in our decision making. So I wanna wrap up here, I like to keep these short obviously, as you've noticed in the past, but I wanna wrap up here offering a way to balance changes happening. I want you to explore uh, getting high and then getting deep. (laughs) Comparing options provides a bigger picture of what you're going through. I do this in two ways, education, or information, you know, information seeking, and also introspectives. I highly value education. I liken it to, you know, driving a car that's stuck in a traffic jam versus being a helicopter flying high above the highway, right? You get, you hear those guys on the radio and the choppers, you know, the traffic copters, and they're talking about what's going on at a certain point in the highway. Like if you're just in the car, You can't see what that person in the helicopter can see, right? So education, I believe in formal education personally, but just any kind of education. Uh, Information seeking, right? That's the kind of thing that's going to take your perspective higher and give you more opportunities to see things uh, from a better perspective that will help you make a better decision. The intent here is learning, whether formal or informal. Find ways to gain relevant information from any way you can. The other manner to balance changes comes in the form of introspectives. Now, I essentially unpacked this last week talking about self-awareness. That's what being introspective is. I guess it's really being able to take an honest look at ourselves. This is essentially doing deep dives into what's going on inside your mind, what's going on inside your heart, your thoughts versus your feelings, you know, there was a change that happened, maybe intently or because of something you couldn't control. But it created a stir in you. It created a, 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 an awakening. It's like an earthquake to your soul, right? The plates have shifted and created damage to your thought processes, your loyalties, the legitimacy that you had to your relationship with your job or your spouse or your parents. All of a sudden, what you knew as truth is no longer reality for you. Change has occurred. Right? The foundation is cracked and maybe everything came tumbling down. Okay, that was a lot in a short amount of time. I, I want to keep these kind of around here. Um, so really take time to, to really kind of spend time reflecting and analyzing changes that have happened in the last three months, six months, a year. Um, don't go back too far, but just really kind of keep it fresh so you can remember. Uh, and really, what did you learn did your reaction or did the decisions that you made in reaction to change help you grow? Did they help you mature? Right? Did they help you learn more about that context or that situation that you were in? All right, my friends. Until next episode, Chaplain E.B. out. <laughs>